0: Hello, all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, t- recorded live at the Twitch and brought to you on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. Uh, I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling.
1: Uh, I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. And I think we can both agree that after last week and after um all the analysis we've done of hulk hogan as a character um it really has been time for a change of scenery uh Eh.
0: i will i guess i'm gonna start in saying that this episode is a very different change of scenery because it is filmed at disney mgm studios
1: oh shit i wasn't even meaning that i just meant i moved into a new place and you're in a hotel (laughs) but Uh, nice
0: I didn't even, I didn't catch that. I'm sorry. I literally said
1: change of scenery earlier. Yeah, but I didn't,
0: I I didn't, didn't connect. Okay. Okay. Hey,
1: non, non, um, non, um, video people, imagine that we're in like, different spaces different voids than you usually imagine us in bada bing bada boom there you i'm of. in
0: i'm in i'm in a hotel room in harrison ohio that's next that's near cincinnati ohio for those of you who don't know since ohio geography and so imagine a hotel room at a holiday inn that's where i'm, I'm,
1: I'm at a, I'm, I'm in a fourplex in uh in ypsilanti michigan uh in my room so just imagine you know like baby's first rent and that's that's what you got
0: it's specific his his room specifically looks like what you imagine the gateway to heaven looks like, in it's all <laughs> white or a it, hospital.
1: True. Oh god. Oh shit. I gotta. I I gotta wear a gown. I did. I did wear my uh, my podcast shirt today that your mom. Oh made
0: nice. Us.
1: I was like. I don't I, was, I
0: don't. I don't bring casual wear for when I travel for work, but never mind. Oh,
1: disgusting. I understand I go, why. I
0: never go anywhere.
1: So I, anyway, I understand why, but I'm sure
0: our audience really would love to hear more about me traveling for war for, to do government audit. It's but, the new spinoff. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Yes. Today, we are returning to WCW, WCW. Uh, with the NWO. Last time we did Bash at the Beach, uh, it happened. Uh, I don't know what what happened on that show.
1: Um, um Rey uh, Mysterio beat Psychosis.
0: six one nine. Yeah, he he did that. Uh, let's see.
1: um, um uh, Diamond of, Dallas
0: oh. Diamond Dallas Page beat Jim Duggan. That happened.
1: There was the there was the fucking uh the 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 dollar the silver dollar match. Yes, wasn't the that? silver
0: dollar pole match. Yes, and I guess uh Hulk Hogan turned heel for the first time in like fifteen years. Or something. I think I you're forgetting
1: know. the most important thing of Randy Savage's brother. Um, or wait, was that the eighties? Fuck, I can't keep track. of That was of the eighties one. That was eighties. Oh oh, 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 it's all bleeding together. Uh, yeah, no big uh you know little big little moment where where you know hulk hogan reveals himself as the third man whatever you know so
0: yes so the new world order has been formed the new world organization whatever you really want to call them
1: whatever hulk hogan wants to call it in the in in the moment
0: yeah so they I I i feel like
1: with hulk hogan's like with hulk hogan's track record for the truth he'd be going on something like Oh, it was originally supposed to be called the New World Organization, brother. And I, I, I they changed it on me at the last minute. And I tried so hard, but it just, it just came out of my mouth a few times because that, that was what it was originally. And then they changed it on me. It's their fault. It's their fault. I misspoke.
0: Yeah, that's that's it, brother. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised Hogan doesn't act like he was always like he he never doubted joining the NWO. Wait, like he, he doesn't? doesn't? I yeah, like he never. Seen... He doesn't lie about. I don't believe he's ever lied about that.
1: That's so weird. dude. What is it with Hulk Hogan and like the shit he lies about? It's so bizarre.
0: Uh, he's a giant narcissist. <laughs> yeah. But like, I feel like
1: that. I feel like I was always on board with it, brother. It would be such a great, like, I don't know. Maybe it's more compelling for him to be like, well, I was struggling with it. You know, I, I've just been the good guy for so. Oh, okay. I can see that. Never yeah. Like, it allows make-
0: him to be really self aggrandizing of like, I was, I was taking a risk with my career brother.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Alright, carry, carry on with your bullshit, Terry. <laughs> if that uh, even is your real name. For
0: for uh UFC fighter Hulk Hogan, oh. totally could have been basis to Metallica, but he turned him down, all that shit. Uh
1: uh with a with a with a uh, six inch dick only out of Kfabe.
0: Yep. <laughs> He's a solid ten incher. It's a in solid kayfabe. ten incher
1: in K Fabe! Ah! Oh, I love it. it's so good, dude. Okay. Anyway, anyway.
0: Yes. Back to this. Hogan is heel now. Uh, the WCW has created the faction that will take them to such great heights and then bring them down to such great lows,
1: and then run themselves so far into the ground that they may as well be fucking subterranean.
0: Mm-hmm. But we're not at that part yet. We're still on the glorious come up because this this is a, a moment etched in history we're we're, we're in
1: the we're we're in the um pre um money in the bank 2011 of the nw
0: <laughs> yeah that's a good way to put it really uh all, so... all of my
1: like all of my, my barometer for like momentous things that like are super awesome and then like go way too far and end up sucking is just gonna be like summer of punk shit
0: yeah fair so Hulk, ho, so that has happened and real, and as per usual, uh, looking at it, we're, we're jumping ahead to July 29th episode of WCW Monday Nitro for today. And so for the last three weeks of W of Nitro, the NWO stuff is still the most pot, the most important thing on the show. And it still takes about like five minutes per episode at the very end. Why? Because they got to spend the first night, they got to spend the first hour and 50 minutes to being like, don't go anywhere, NWO coming up.
1: Are they, oh God, no, come on. They
0: do that every time. Jesus, and that's,
1: it's all, there's already writing on the wall for how they mishandled this, fuck.
0: A little bit, because the whole, for three weeks, it's been more tease than it has been content with them teasing that a thing is going to happen specifically teasing that the uh, who is the fourth man basically they're already planting the seeds that there there's going to be more to this nwo thing than just the trio
1: that's that. i mean uh it, it's it's so wild because they they've built up to the third man the third man the third man and it's finally come about and if what you're saying is true, then like they just don't like take any time to savor that. That's so bizarre.
0: Well, they take a couple of weeks, and that's what I'll start with. Is the first, and I will say the first episode right after Nitro, right after me, after Bass to Beat, excuse me, is actually kind of awesome. And it doesn't in that it has this this kind of uniquely somber mood. Of like every, it's like nobody can really like get off their minds how fucked up it is that Hulk Hogan betrayed them all. And it has almost this energy of like, if they could have not had a wrestling show tonight, they probably wouldn't have because nobody has the real mental energy to do it. But they got to keep moving forward. But everyone is is shook up by what Hogan has done.
1: I mean, that tracks because, I mean, mm-hmm. the one of the big highlights, even more than like Hogan coming out and revealing himself, was just how everybody reacted.
0: Mm-hmm. Commentators
1: especially. Uh, I mean, the fans, just the fans, the, the revulsion they had toward it naturally was so powerful. But like even the commentators did such realistic work, like with how ashamed they were of what was going on of Hogan. Mm-hmm. So the, I, I do appreciate that they're carrying that forward.
0: Yeah. So the first, uh, the first, like what you, you, we get a lot of promos from guys talking about it because Hogan doesn't appear on this first episode after Bash at the Beach. They leave that, they tease it, but then they don't have, then they're like, he'll be here next week, guys, Mm. at the very end. But this first episode, it kind of lets people react to Hogan without Hogan being there. And I kind of appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And it, you get guys like Rey Mysterio is there as kind of like a, Voice of the fans without any necessarily any personal betrayal because he's not he's not really associated with Hogan, but he's like the ultimate good guy and he's like heartbroken for the fans and for the kids.
1: Um, so Mysterio, so so Mysterio cause, cause like the way they played Mysterio in the last episode, like I got the feeling he wasn't like a super huge like player, especially not someone they put on mic for of that. Like, was he still like doing you know his usual shtick and like actually getting some like mic time and stuff.
0: Yeah, this is actually, I, I it is pretty new for him to kind of get promo time and he's obviously not great at it because he's very new to it, mm-hmm. but he, he does feel genuine. He's like, Hey, I'm sorry guys. I'm, I'm just so heartbroken by all this. And we get, we get word from Jimmy Hart and uh, Kevin Sullivan coming from the perspective of you know, um, Hogan's former manager, plus his two of his, some of his greatest enemies. And, you know, Hart, Jimmy Hart is never been more sullen in his life than <laughs> he is right now. Like, absolutely none of his cartoony bullshit comes through on this episode. And then, Sullivan is just like, this is like karma for the evils that I have done in the world.
1: <laughs> but, why aren't they bad guys why aren't they sad that hogan's like well i think i think this ties into something
0: the horsemen say later but they're both kind of shaken by what's happened and the giant the giant takes the perspective of like i don't care it doesn't matter because i'm still the wcw champion we're all safe as long as the belt's around my waist this is foreshadowing
1: ah Ah. So
0: then, we get uh, the nasty boys have a match, and then they cut a promo. Great, great. And they take the angle of like, and to be and to be specific, they actually lose this match too. So they get this post match interview, and they're like, you know what, the NWO, like they take this attitude of like, you know what, maybe the NWO is not so bad. And Mean Gene is extremely offended at the idea, but they're like. The NWO Hulk Hogan, they go around here doing whatever they want. And we used to be like that, too. So oh. they're the only characters on presented on screen who refuse to condemn Hogan's actions. And it's like this setup for them defecting. And then it never happens, mostly because they suck.
1: Afraid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you said like Nasty Boys never got a full like come over to the NWO thing.
0: No, they never joined the group even though the group has like 3 dozen members. It's, imagine being in its history.
1: Imagine being so bad that even though you're personal friends with Hulk Hogan and that even though literally anybody who so much as like breeze in their direction like becomes an NWO member that you can't become an NWO member at least. They're like it's like sorry brother, not no room in the group. I can just imagine like like Hogan doing his like heel shtick that he did uh in his fucking you people promo last time mm-hmm. uh and like you know just ranting as everyone's walking backstage and like nasty boys try to like kind of walk back into the NWA area and he like switches to his Terry Bollea voice and just <laughs> hey look sorry guys I I you know I I love you guys but the other guys you know they're not they they're, they're kind of iffy on you and I I just believe you me I I'd love to have you in here but they're. They're just so, and they outnumber me, and I. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like Hogan would absolutely say that. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you yeah. just said, could... I'm pretty sure you just actually said verbatim a conversation that happened backstage <laughs> at WCW. Well,
1: because like, I, I I don't need to go into a whole thing about like Hogan, but like fucking the way he uses his like real voice, his Terry Bollea voice, almost feels like weaponized to be like, you know, portrayed as like, you know relatable down-to-earth persona because he, he he becomes so soft-spoken and, and so like dignified but it's all that is like in service of him lying constantly
0: yeah so then we get the horseman kind of get a promo and uh rick flair doesn't give enough of a fuck about this he's still ranting his normal shit, but arn anderson gets in his licks and he kind of kind of makes an interesting idea as he's like he's like you know we know that we are no saints we're no goody goods but hulk hogan we thought you stood for something
1: like i don't know how i feel about that like
0: Arn takes offense at the hypocrisy of it
1: but why would he give it yeah i feel because i feel like any like any heel of this era like isn't substantial enough as as like a three-dimensional character to like beyond that like why
0: uh i guess i could see it like the horsemen are relatively principled in their shittiness to be fair so like they are what they are and they and everybody knows it Mm -hmm. they don't pretend to be different and so i could i could kind of read it that way i a, a a wrestling blog i used to follow that did a lot of stuff covering this era always bemoaned the fact that may that like if only wcw had kind of leaned into the fact that everybody loves the horsemen even though they're heels mm. and kind of shifted them to being like the anti-hero figures in this whole arc people characters that are kind of dick bags but the audience can still rally around to fight the nwo and i kind of agree with that And this is the and if they were going to go in that direction this is the kind of thing you would
1: want them to do
0: and it kind of and kind of could well position them in that way.
1: Yeah, I. Yeah, I, it, it seems it seems like um I, I'm, I'm more surprised that they didn't lean into that super hard because mm-hmm. it feels like something they, they well, they they did because the NWL became super popular. So but they didn't lean into people loving them.
0: They lean that I mean, I mean, they leaning into the fact that people love the horsemen. Oh, positioning them in a more heroic fashion against the NWO because they really don't. They they kind of just take the horsemen and make them like secondary villains.
1: Oh, OK. Oh, see, here's my thing. I keep thinking like the horsemen means like the founders of NWO. I no, no, no. i mixed up. OK, I need no, to stop. Not
0: that. even remotely did this the same.
1: Yeah, no. OK, I, I keep thinking. I keep thinking that. Um, mm-hmm. that's, and that's where, that's where a lot of my points of confusion comes from just cause like, yeah. I don't know. I'm so used to us talking about like the horse women in NXT that I just think like, oh, the people who are like pioneering the thing are the horse people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. okay. Noted, noted, duly noted that yeah. that cause yeah, that would be a really interesting tank, uh, uh, angle to take it as like kind of make them de facto anti-heroes for mm-hmm. the NWO.
0: Yeah. And then Sting cuts the promo of his goddamn life. When he his response is like, you know what, fuck you, Hulk Hogan.
1: That's <laughs> he's dope. like
0: he's, he's he he comes out and he's like, you know what? Now that I've had some time to think about it, I'm not surprised. Like he he kind of he throughout the episode they kind of shift gears on Hogan and it stops being like, oh, woe is us Hulk Hogan betrayed us? To being like everyone kind of feeling free to admit. Those feelings of like, you know, Hulk Hogan kind of always sucked,
1: didn't he? <sighs> and like
0: everyone is now unafraid to say it. And that and that is epitomized with Sting, who's like, you always refuse to ride with us, referring to like Luger, Savage, Sting, the other the other good guys in the locker room. You always saw yourself as above us. You saw us as the little guys who were chomping at the bit for their opportunity to fight you, Hulk Hogan you're always off making movies and not, you don't, you don't care about WCW.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And then he obviously goes in. I was like the kids, you were an inspiration to kids for it for years. Kids grew up wanting to be like you. And now they're having to destroy their merchandise. And he's like, you know what you, and he, and he, he does. It's not a great line, but the way he delivers it, you just kind of see it, believe it. He's like, you know what, Hogan, you told those kids to stick it. what you stick it, Hogan.
1: Oh my god! Wait, this makes me really happy, mostly because I finally have someone other than Bobby Heenan pointing out correctly that Hogan's a giant douchebag. So oh, yeah, I'm here
0: everybody, for it. everybody is now like, man, Hogan kind of is a, has always been a dick, hadn't he? Like, we get the Larry Zabisco gets a quip of, on commentary that Hulk Hogan makes Arnold Schwarzenegger look like Lawrence Olivier, and it's one of his finest lines he's ever said on commentary. That
1: is. Oh my God. Every once in a while they have, the wrestling world has crossed over with, with theater and it makes me so happy what it does.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So that kind of covers the first episode. Uh, The second episode, uh, the big story bits are, you know, they're kind of revving up this idea that like, we got to go to war with the Mm -hmm. NWO. And you kind of get differing attitudes of it. You get like Bobby Heenan being like, we outnumber those guys. Let's go take them right now. And you get Tony Schiavone and Larry, and Larry Zabisco having this like philosophical argument on commentary because they they because Tony Schiavone is like, we all need to band together and trust each other if we're yeah. going to beat this menace. And then Larry Zabisco, though, takes this attitude of like, this is proof that you can't trust anybody. Everybody oh. needs to under everyone in the back needs to know that they cannot trust any other human being back there. And Tony's like, no, no, if we do that, then we'll never win. Which, um, I mean, kayfabe. (laughs) Well.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Tony
0: kind of had a point, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I suppose so.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But they have this whole rallying cry. And then the second hour of the episode, we get Hall and Nash showing up. And they, like, take these, like, stupid sheets that they spray painted N, W, and O on, and they cover up the WCW logo on the set. That's the, that's their, their, their strike against WCW. Oh, wait, yeah, you sent me the picture of this. Uh, Yeah, because it looked like shit.
1: But the the passive
0: aggression is here.
1: But they painted the letters on the sheets anyway.
0: Mm -hmm. So they just covered up
1: WCW with, wcw but shittier
0: no no it says nw oh the picture of the w okay but it looked dumb and bad and they had to sell it like this is a great injustice Mm -mm. uh against us all but then hogan he makes his first appearance in all black like that's his that's his schtick the black and white is now his color palette as opposed to the red and gold
1: has he dyed his beard yet
0: no, that hasn't happened yet. He's oh. still blonde, um, and he cuts this first promo, and it's a lot of the, it's a lot of the same content as the Bash of the Beach stuff, uh, but he does explicitly lay out a challenge against the Giant for the WCW title at Hog Wild. That's their next pay per view, which I will be covering the next time we do WCW. Okay. So, and then in the third episode, the third episode is a lot of, oh, I will say at the end of the second episode, um, the main event was a Lex Luger coming back from injury against big Bubba Rogers, uh, noted the guy who shaved shark's head and they have a match, but it doesn't matter because the entire, it's all set up for the NWO to show up and put the boots to both of them, kick both their asses they nice. attack Luger good. again good and then big bubba rogers tries to extend a hand he tries to join the nwo he tries to become the fourth man and for a half second hogan looks like he's about to let him join and then and then he has hall and nash kick his ass
1: ah. <laughs>
0: they're like fuck you bubba
1: i good good um but also like got to love hogan like just Being such Hogan about it and having Hall and Nash do the dirty work for him. Yep,
0: he does. He ain't. He ain't doing it. It's
1: so fitting, dude. They lean in so hard to what Hulk Hogan's been this entire time, and I love it.
0: Yep. And then the third episode is more who is the fourth man drama. In this case, uh, basically they in the early part of the episode they have this big tag match. It doesn't matter. It's against. It's between nobodies because the point is they have this bit. Where Hall and Nass sneak into the production truck and like take it over during the show. And because, in their words, they're trying to find a friend they got in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing these like pan shots as if they're looking for their friend. They don't find him before they get kicked out by security. And so they get they get a move on. And then at the near the end of the episode, we get. A big white, we get this big black limo pull up in the parking lot, and they're like, Is that the f- that's the fourth man who's in the limo? And then, of course, we don't see who's in the limo.
1: Ah, uh, they never show that at all.
0: But they do hint that it's Rick Flair in the limo, which leads to they try to paint, they try to red herring you that it's flair, and that leads into the second storyline to cover. Oh, by the way, the giant accepts Hogan's challenge for the WCW title, right. So the sec- the secondary stuff with the horsemen and the and base and luger and flair and savage. Basically, the horsemen kind of are directionless, sort of in this in these episodes, but they keep getting put in high profile matches. So I kind of have to talk about them. So yeah, yeah the first episode, they're still kind of continuing their beef with the dungeon in some way. But then once it once the storyline becomes the the giant versus Hogan, they back off because mm-hmm. and their bag yeah so it's kind of a it's it's a they kind of basically reignite their feud with macho man over haha took your wife got took your money suck
1: a dick <laughs> oh my god so good we're dick, dumb we're shits.
0: back we're doing this again we got the whole crew with us now <laughs> arn benoit and old steve mungo mcmichael and Savage is like, you know what? Fuck you, Hulk Hogan, but also fuck you, Ric Flair. <laughs> I'm will in. <laughs> I, down,
1: I I I down
0: to. They're always down to fight.
1: <laughs> isn't isn't Savage face at this point? Yes,
0: Savage, Luger, Lex Luger, and Sting have kind of formed like the the they're the, teaming up through the Bash of the Beat stuff. Is now kind of it's still continuing forward. Nice. Post bash of the beats. They're kind of this united good guy front, the 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 the, the locker room leaders,
1: so to speak. But he's down to team up the horsemen
0: fight, he's fighting, he's down to fight the fight the horsemen.
1: Oh okay, 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 okay. Sorry, I misconstrued that. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah. So they're they're still fighting and and, and fighting, but we're also setting up for Hog Wild a tag match. Between the outsiders and and the T and uh, two of Sting Luger and, and Savage because they're like you tried to hurt Luger again huh. and you know what we're not standing for it
1: I really hope it's Sting and Savage partially because mm-hmm. fuck Luger and partially because I think it'd be really funny if the guy that they kept sliding was not directly involved
0: Oh David you're you're cutting out Go okay, repeat that Oh. One.
1: Hello. Yeah. No. I find I find it really funny if we got um, the the tag team was uh, Sting and Macho, because a partially fuck Luger and partially because b I think it'd be really funny if the guy they were directly sliding twice was not involved.
0: That that would be kind of funny, but I don't really remember who the tag matches is. So, but for that is where that's going, and then um, on. The, the the third of four storylines I feel like we should talk about is the third is the pursuit of the Tag Team Championship. Uh, it is in the, if you were a reminder, currently Harlem Heat are the champions right now. And not only that, they've got their managers back. Uh, their managers being Sensational Sherry. I don't believe you've ever gotten to see her. and I don't know if she's on this episode. I've, ta- I've mentioned her as the Nega Elizabeth before. Okay. So yeah. That's, the-
1: that's where I've heard that name. Okay.
0: Yes. The sen- sensational Sherry Martel, oh And she's back together with Colonel Robert Parker. God, we see so much of this guy on
1: this oh, show. Oh God. Why?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yes, once again, the guy dressed like the Confederate, the Confederate plantation owner is, ta- is managing the tag team of the black guys. <laughs> Thankfully that's not the story. Like the first time that happened.
1: Oh, Thankfully, good. they're
0: not really commenting on that part. It's all about the, the saucy romance between Colonel Parker and Sherry Martell. Mm. They have an entire history where the last time they were both managers of Harlem Heat, They had a, they were going to have a Vegas wedding, but it got interrupted by Medusa, the former Alundra Blaze, that was some weird romance angle. They just kind of dropped and now they're just back together.
1: That's a lot.
0: It all happened in like late 95, early 96. So not covering that, but it happened and... Right now we're seeing basically a lot basically the Steiners the are kind of positioning themselves as the next challengers. They're just going around kicking everybody's asses.
1: The dude the Steiners the, the Steiners are so wild to me just because they're so different than like what they become or at least Scott I don't know if
0: Yeah, Rick, Rick's about the same. But yeah. old old Scotty, he is he's far away from being big papa pump.
1: <laughs> okay is that this is this is an irrelevant question what we're talking about but just because i was watching a video that kept so is that like something he officially goes by or is that just like a fan name yes. for him okay no okay he's
0: the big papa pump the big bad booty daddy
1: scott oh, no. steiner, the
0: Sc- freakzilla scott steiner
1: uh my do you mean my math professor yes yes
0: he, he, oh, you all, you will now always know what happens when you add Kurt Angle to the mix. The mix. <laughs>
1: the numbers don't lie.
0: No, they don't. <laughs>
1: oh, you know, funny
0: Lord. story that triple threat match doesn't actually happen at, at Sacrifice. I forget, uh, Kurt, I believe Kurt Angle gets replaced and he has to fight somebody else. Wait,
1: what? Oh, no.
0: Which is okay. why the math gets thrown off. At some. Scott Steiner doesn't win because they, took Kurt, they replaced Kurt Angle from the formula and threw the whole nut, the whole math.
1: Please off. tell me he cuts a promo about that.
0: Probably, but it's not as famous as the math one. So okay.
1: <laughs> my formula was thrown up, but at least did he at least get to, to to pummel Senior Joe?
0: I believe Joe was in that match. Yes.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> but either way, oh oh no, poor poor Big Papa. Uh, well, anyway, that's, that's going way forward in space time here. He's just a sweet little wholesome boy.
0: He's just a, I wrestled at Michigan guy.
1: Yeah, I (laughs) know. I'm
0: going to dump you on your goddamn head. That's still so (laughs)
1: wild to me. He's a U of M grad. Oh Jesus. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Fuck that guy then. Fuck, fuck the Steiners then. I suppose.
1: Hey, 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 hold up a second. Only I'm allowed to say that.
0: Go bucks, pal. Fuck, fuck
1: the Steiners. I mean, go, I mean, go bucks. Yes. Go bucks entirely. But also... But also, I'm I'm the only one here who's allowed to be mean to, to, to Michigan, okay? What? You don't I, even I'm go here. Ol- I'm
0: an Ohio State grad. I'm not allowed to not be mean to U of M.
1: You don't even go here. And by go here, I mean live in Michigan.
0: I'm allowed to say what I want about University of Michigan football.
1: Uh, okay, well, yeah, fuck the football. Anyway.
0: Regardless, Steiner's versus Harlem Heat seems to be the way this is going. They're beating they're be, they're beating everybody in the tag division. Probably going to mm. beat some more people tonight. Ooh, and then the last storyline I think worth even talking about right now, the Cruiserweight Championship scene. Where you remember Dean Malenko was the champion after after being old Disco Inferno, well he's not <laughs> anymore. Because the night after after Bash at the Beach, Rey Mysterio beat him for the title. Yeah. Rey Mysterio is now your current, your new cruiserweight champion. Yep. And so in that sense, it's now been a building up of two different challengers and which, and who will be the one to fight Mysterio next. We don't know yet. Obviously Dean Malenko is on a bit of a war path. He wants his belt back Mm. and he's even being recruited by Jimmy Hart subtly into the dungeon. he, Jimmy just keeps kind of showing up in Dean Malenko matches and he, and then, and then he leaves. So, but nice it one. seems like he wants Dean Malenko to join the dungeon of doom. Damn, I don't, I don't know what they can offer Dean Malenko, but you know what? Sure. <laughs> Go uh, for it.
1: J- Jimmy's an expert schmoozer. He'll find a way to make it work.
0: Yeah. And then Eddie Guerrero has also been winning a ton of matches recently. Hey, nice. Yep. He hasn't gotten as much character stuff because this is still he kind of still isn't treated as somebody who should be important in character. He's he's the guy he's the dependable guy to go out there and put on hella good matches, and he does. But that's what they want him to do, and anything more than that, don't need it.
1: But he's a good good boy. I can I he
0: is a good he is a good good guy, and if him and Mysterio have a match, it'll bang. So
1: that's that. I can I can I can get down for that. I I that that sounds pretty fucking hype to me.
0: So if you, uh, that is our, um, uh, that's our sum up for our episode coming up. Uh, we're going to watch tonight. That is again, the July 29th, 1996 episode of WCW Nitro. Mm. Uh, if you would like to watch, uh, the episode as well, then you can head on over to Peacock. That is WWE's. American uh subscription partner streaming service partner is uh $4.99 a month with ads, $9.99 a month without ads. It kind of sucks, but you know, don't have any other options. Mm. Waka waka. Uh if you're outside of the US, the WWE network is which is $9.99 a month American, as far I understand, it's the same price everywhere, Mm. is still available, is still a thing. And if you Google on YouTube, you should be able to find bits of the episode. Nor Normally, this is where I'm like, here's the big bit. But I'm kind of keeping that close to my chest for the sake of a su- surprise for David. So oh. I'm not going to say what the big thing from this episode is besides the fact it's the NWO stuff.
1: Oh, but okay.
0: If you just Google that date, you'll probably find something. You'll probably find some stuff.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, um.
0: all right and then we'll be back here to record our talk about it in just a little bit later and we are back we have just finished the july 29th, 1996 episode of wcw monday nitro
1: um yeah the uh Simultaneously, the wildest episode of wrestling we have ever watched and the one where the least shit happens.
0: Yeah. Um, and we'll explain why in a second. Yeah. But uh want to shout out the Disney MGM studios back lot where they perform where they did this episode and they've done the last four
1: episodes as well. Oh, wait, was this the back lot? It looks like out front of like the the entrance gate.
0: I, I assumed it was a back lot, but oh, it could be out in okay. front of the
1: gate. That would make sense then, as to why the Tower of Terror looks so close to where it is, mm-hmm. because like the 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 gateway that was there looks like the entryway gate to mm. the park. Yeah, maybe they just built their own. I don't. Know
0: yeah, sure. all all I know is it is at Walt Disney World. Uh, the specifics of where in that park they are, couldn't tell you. Fair enough. But it it's kind of neat in the sense that like wcw has history at at walt dis at walt disney world this is where uh in 1994 when eric bischoff first took over as a cost-cutting measure he basically moved wcw tapings to only be at mgm studios oh shit so like that i've been trying to think of like why they would spend a month doing shows at at disney mgm and that's probably it as a contractual thing lingering even as they don't have to they don't have to stay there all the time anymore.
1: Well, like low key also as a cost cutting measure, probably a great idea after we splurged a zillion fucking dollars on the contract for Scott Hall and Kevin Nash.
0: That's true. Uh, but is it's a neat little vent? It's a neat little venue.
1: Yeah. It's cool. that Like it's, it's a cool, it's a cool like shakeup of what's usually going on. And it's got a mm-hmm. kind of a nice, um, aesthetic to it too. I like the wrestling out in the open air sort of thing
0: yeah and you know it happens uh if, during the time period where it turns sundown so like you yep. start the show in in the sunlight and then by the end of the show it's totally dark
1: that's that's kind of magical too and like i even love to like they they just happen to be filming on like a night where it's a full moon so they're able to get a shot like the moon hanging overhead it's like damn you can't pay yep. for that kind of production design
0: oh yeah that was really cool uh so to the show itself um well let's go ahead and start with like the one thing that happens because
1: yeah so i mean the a lot of what happens in this episode it starts off like you know pretty standard we get um get a couple uh... matches
0: I, yeah, I, I was gonna save those for after and we just yeah i mean i mean this is just, the just matches, a basic but...
1: rundown we just get we just we get um uh it's mike um, enos mike and, e- oh, versus yeah, and jim and duggan jim duggan that it's that uh and then and then we get um
0: i think then the next match is the one the six yeah yeah no we get where we get, everything falls we get six apart.
1: man we get six man tag of of uh the horseman versus i don't know la resistance or whatever. Eh, um, luger,
0: luger savage and 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 uh sting whatever do they ever them. get a name I don't think they do no
1: woof um but yeah so they're but they're up against their their baby face counterparts I suppose and I mean it's proceeding long as a decently like a, a decently solid match mm-hmm. between all of them nothing super exciting but you know it felt standard fair everyone's having a grand old time um and then all of a sudden fucking Jimmy Hart comes out of nowhere. Uh and he's looks like completely manic and he's like, somebody get a camera back here. How? How? How like shit's going. On. Oh, and also like we've started the episode two with like this um this little promo sort of where where we saw where they talk about like the NWO has been continuing to fuck people backstage and it's getting more violent. like we get a video that Nash and uh Hall shot themselves of being fucking uh off uh adjust off site and like ambushing sting and yeah like, sting with car uh, trunk.
0: convenient conveniently uh luger and sting separate when they're like on their way to a show the show and then they just run out and like beat sting's ass but and they try sting. to they like stuff they stuff him in a car in a trunk or like they hit him with a trunk
1: yeah um the um so so that like that that's a little bit of setup and like foreshadowing uh Mm -hmm. so jimmy hart's freaking out and like if you watching that like i kind of got the uh idea of like oh shit something's going down um and the match is kind of still going on and jimmy hart's going up to the ring. He's like he's he's trying to drag a cameraman back to like further into the back lot um and and like they're trying to um they're trying to get more um uh, he's he's trying to get the attention of the the wrestlers in the ring, and they kind of slowly start to, to 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 end the match and just kind of be like, "What the hell is going on, Jimmy?" Now announcers are confused. Everyone's going, around, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah. And we cut, and we see um Nash and Hall standing over um Arn Anderson with baseball bats.
0: Yeah, they they've left Arn Anderson and then Scotty Riggs as well, one half the American males. Yeah. And this brings out Marcus Bagwell, the other half of that tag team, and mm-hmm. they beat him up. They hit. I think Nash runs over. Hall runs over and hits him with like I can't. Like I can't even tell what exactly he hit him with. He hit him with I him like.
1: Can't either. Because it's happening. It's all hand.
0: happening in the dark. Yeah. So we can't really. Yeah. See it turns very into like
1: it turns into like cop style candid 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 camera footage.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Rey Mysterio pops out of the Jumps. trailer
1: jumps from like the top rail of like the stairs leading up to the trailer gets caught by uh by Nash and gets fucking as 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 the announcer so eloquently put it thrown like a dart um onto the siding of the trailer and just falls to the ground <laughs> and it's just Ow. like dead I was happy to see him for a second. I was real I was big mad. They they did my boy dirty like that. Yeah.
0: And then by that point basically the other wrestlers involved in the match all kind of run to the back and so the match is by the way a double count is ruled a double count out. Mm-hmm. And Savage gets there for Randy Savage gets there first and he is just going to town and 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 so Hall and Nash retreat into their limo. And eventually, as they try to drive off, Savage like jumps onto the top of the limo, and we get this long shot, these long shot coverage of him like driving out of the parking I lot know. with Savage on the top. And like as they turn a corner and they disappear, you can see Savage kind of falling into the limo.
1: Yeah, like we never get any resolution on that. No, we um, don't.
0: We it, we give absolutely nothing on that. On what happens? From I there. mean
1: the way there i mean with what just happened my first instinct is is like it's a ploy and savage is the fourth man but i have no idea so we'll see um yeah uh yeah okay okay also give me the cheeky shrug i'm not Um, telling
0: i'm not telling you who the fourth man is
1: yeah i know that that was just like it's
0: that gets a big emphasis on this episode too
1: yeah know. again they're not really savoring the whole third man thing but okay i mean we have yeah. missed like a month or we have skipped over a couple months of this stuff so fair enough mm-hmm. um but like but... uh but what, what what's and, and and then you know by by the time like that happens they drive off and like everyone else is like crowding around like the three the three the horsemen's three women are all kind of like standing over uh, they're mostly standing over Arn Anderson. Uh, yeah, they kind, of, they kind of they kind of they like kind of
0: break girlfriend. off of like the horsemen and their and the women of the horsemen are with Arn. Uh-huh. The cruiserweights are with Ray. Ray. It's Eddie Guerrero and Alex Wright. And then like Sting and the baby faces are with the American males.
1: Yeah. The, and they're all everyone's freaking out and there's screaming, there's yelling, there's calling an ambulance. Um, Jimmy Hart's just kind of running around aimlessly. Yeah, it's. Um, I
0: I will say that I thought that for what they were going for, it's very well put together. Yeah, and no. Before before I criticize the shit out of this for the big problem with it, but I, it was, it I'm was so really sorry, go well done. It. Yeah, it was really well done, and I just want to say, in a general note, the these early NWO things, they are like masters at making it feel like this was that whatever the outsiders are doing isn't part of the show.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will, I, I, I I was going to speak on that too. Um, and, and I know the criticism you're going to have, and I think I'm going to have a slight disagreement with it Mm. because I think that's part of what makes it effective in some ways. Um, so, uh, the the thing is, uh, to kind of get to what you're wanting to talk about there is that we stay on this. Um, it's just we just stay on this like aimless pandemonium. Um, the announcers are shaking up. They're like, "What the hell's going on?" Everyone's just screaming, and yelling. Uh, at one point, uh, a fire truck shows up and an ambulance shows up. Like, shit's going down. Um, everyone's there's just it's just confused used manic pandemonia and no one knows what the hell to make of it and it stays that way for two whole segments we go uh we 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 cut over there and it goes to commercial we come back from commercial we get a full length of that another commercial more full length um and like we're seeing things like people slowly getting like treated by ems loaded into the ambulance uh eric bischoff like makes a K breaking reference to one point it stings friendship with with anderson or with, uh, with marcus bagwell of marcus one of the bagwell. american males okay yeah um and and they, they go in the they go in the ambulance ray gets loaded into the ambulance and alex wright is like Al- alex wright, the the big thing is like ray and alex wright are yelling like there wasn't three men there were four
0: yeah so that if there's any ma- the major plot beat of this segment if you want to call it that is that like Rey mysterio swears that there were four go- that he saw four men yeah which is confusing enough because the three it's not like there were even three of them it was just holland hogan wasn't there so yeah. i don't know what he saw and also but... he was
1: like in the trailer like he popped out yeah like, he was in the tra- tra- yeah he was, so in was he the just trailer like the watching time. it all go down and just was like nah i won't get involved
0: Like he waited, like he just watched everyone else get their asses kicked. It was like it's when the it's when Marcus Bagwell went down that he was like, oh no.
1: This is the this is the true injustice right here.
0: Yeah. So put trying to not pick holes at that for a second. Yeah. Point being that like mysterio swears there's four and that becomes the speculative notion of and his- as
1: they're going to the ambulance alex Wright is saying the same thing he's like he's saying mm-hmm. there were four he's saying there were four like that's a big thing is like that's Mysterio's big thing is he's like being driven away
0: yeah is that he has to let everybody know understand that there were four of
1: them mm-hmm yeah um so that's so of course they're harping on that real big
0: yeah but otherwise, yes, the, my criticism of the segment is while it works very well, I think it's kind of too long. Like, if it, taking commercials out of it as we watch it, like a third of this show is nothing happening, just them like in the back, very realistically, kind of, and to the point where it's like it kind of feels like they had like actual EMTs go through the actual routine of putting these people into it into an ambulance, and like it takes yeah. them damn long, and it feel and it like I guess I'm not qualified to know, but it sure feels like they went through the actual motions. It looks, pr- it looks everybody- pretty, it
1: looks pretty legit. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's I, I, I couldn't. Uh, I'm not, a, I'm, 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 but a humble lifeguard. I'm not a fully certified EMT, but like from what I know, it it looks legit enough i'm sure there are things that are being like you know half-assed or kind of like faked up a little bit for the sake of some expediency but Mm -hmm. they make a pretty full show out of it
0: yeah And like and it's and and like again if in the sense of like making it feel like an actual like shit happened here Mm. i can appreciate that but even the crowd gets restless at this to the and the, like they to understand by the way is that we're in this outdoor venue so there's not really any video camera there's not really any like video monitors anywhere at least the nun can i can see yep and this takes place back what is ostensibly backstage it seems like it's kind of behind where the crowd is so the crowd doesn't see any of this And it's all presumably happening in real time. And it takes like 30 minutes of the show to do this whole bit.
1: I understand where you're coming from. I will push back a little bit, though, because I was thinking about this and I wanted to I wanted to speak to this because, um, you know, I'd been thinking when we started this episode and just as we've continued to go along with this arc, like what is the effectiveness factor of the NWO, at least, at least upon its inception? Because, like, you know, they have to, in order to make this work, they have to play it up that this is, like, some unexpected bullshit that they don't know how to address. Um, and they... they I, I, I wonder, like, how from week to week they continue to keep it feeling fresh and realistic and not just, like, you know, we're stating this shit. And I have to say like I, it yes it must have sucked for the audience uh to be there live but like it's kind of a really admirably ballsy move on the point of wcw because they like ruined they partially ruined the experience with an audience for the sake of like making this storyline feel legit and i in some ways have to admire that because the audience chanting booing like that's another, like, you can't pay for that kind of production value sort of thing. Unless they, unless you have plants in there, you know, like that, that was a genuine reaction from the audience. And it worked because one of the things that started happening was like, you know, we have Bischoff and, uh, Bischoff and co like kind of on announcing and they're talking about like, Oh shit, this show's like falling apart in our hands. Guys, what do we do? I don't know how to deal with this. And the audience plays into that in a way like they basically by by like w- making this go on for way too long. They baited the audience into like making their the show was falling apart in front of our eyes. Claim like feel extremely legit, and I have to give them a lot of props for the fact that they like they held on this so long to the point where like you know back then when kayfabe was still kind of like you know and eh, questionable like like it wasn't fully confirmed yet. Um, I can't remember if like because um, because curtain call hadn't happened by this point.
0: curtain call did happen because that was because um, that was when hall that was hall and nash leaving Demandia. oh that was yeah yeah, but, yeah
1: oh shit you're right yeah of course duh but um, the notion
0: but the notion of like disregarding that kind of kayfabe on air was still very taboo generally yeah, speaking
1: yeah and 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 like it's one of those things of like it feels like one of those things where you do a bit and then you go with the bit so long that people around you start questioning if it's, like, actually a bit or not. Like, like you can, like, there's a part of your brain that, like, you know, will always intellectually understand that it is. But, like, it's just being dried out for so long that you're like, okay, like, why are, why are you still on this if it's a bit? Like, is something wrong? Like, that's what it feels mm-hmm. like. And I think it kind of works. Like, sure, it was weird to have this show only have, like, four matches for over two hours. Um but it it did feel like a legit um a legit like emergency that was going down. Everyone played it super well and the fact they lingered on it so long and everyone was so shaken up by it, they're continuing to play to pay forward this uh everyone playing into the shock value of this really well. And honestly, I think that trumps the like slight boringness to me because again, the fact that you baited your audience into yelling boring to bolster your oh shit what are we gonna do with our show thing i think that's super cool personally i uh, think that's like a master f- i think that that's like that's like some mad genius tier bullshit like 4d chess fucking with your audience just for the just for the meme
0: i guess they- i don't
1: know for, for someone like me uh the the i i appreciate the pseudo performance art mm-hmm
0: I, I do, I do get get your meaning of them trying to like convince the audience this is real by lingering on this bit for so long. Yeah, and that's a lot of their general goals with the NWO is mm-hmm. is they is I've heard it said a lot of times when when they have described this angle, it's a lot the in terms of like how it makes the audience feel is they wanted it to be make their audience be like, oh well, this the wrestling that's all fake, but not this part this part's yeah. real
1: yeah and i and, and i do I, I,
0: agree that making it last 30 years uh, does add to the notion that this is a legitimate like emergency situation with a gen with jen and not like just another bit in the show
1: well because the thing is too like we'll see um, we'll see, like, emergencies, emergencies, kayfabe fake emergencies get handled on air, and, you know, it's the medics show up, and, you know, we linger on it for a hot second, but moving on, we got a show to do. But this is something where everybody's in panic mode, and everyone plays it well enough um, that, again, with if you were there watching it in real time on your TV, it had to have been, like, kind of disorienting, like, fuck, what is going on here? Is there something actually the matter? Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the cool thing is, too, like, this is their saving grace for the fact that WWE fucking sued them into oblivion for attempting to imply that this was their people doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, like, I do appreciate them being like, okay, well, that bite is... It, we, we don't get to have that bite to this anymore. So let's just keep fucking upping the stakes to, mm-hmm. to compensate. And they they are, and I appreciate it.
0: Okay um what else was i gonna say i mean i i will say that i think everyone plays it really well and mm-hmm. you and it and it feels legit yeah on every it's, it's just it's just always a little bit impressive because as much as wrestlers are technically actors they're not necessarily actors well known for like conveying realistic emotion
1: yeah i was surprised that nobody really oversold this
0: yeah i agree now everyone felt like realistic is probably like subdued enough that it feels legit and not like oh no like no one was overacting at all.
1: Oh my god, I know. and even like Hull and Nash like the they were effective for the little bit they appeared to because like they weren't trying to cut up promo with it. they weren't they weren't playing in they weren't you know overselling a whole lot either they were just there. They, they, they knew they had the power over the situation. They kind of like strolled off and, you know, there was something it's hard to describe. And, you know, maybe this is the, I, who knows, you know, how intentional this is. Whenever I inject a lot of nuance into my readings of this sort of thing, I can never be sure how much of it is intentional Mm -hmm. because like it's wrestling. And, you know, sometimes the, the boys don't use their thinkers, but like There was something about when Mysterio uh, tried to attack Nash, there was something about the way Nash retaliated that it lacked in ring panache. It seemed like an actual like attack. This wasn't this wasn't play fighting. This was this was Nash, like at his most, like legitimately, I'm a shithead menacing and I'm going to fuck you up. Just just getting rid of someone who's trying to like stop them from you know doing the shit they want to do uh just the way he caught Mysterio and threw him it wasn't flashy it didn't read like he was playing in ring it looked like he was he's just an evil motherfucker who's who's just doing what he does best Mm
0: -hmm. and to your credit like the i i do agree the way they structure that is it it doesn't feel like a wrestling move Mm -mm. he doesn't do a wrestling move he just Mm -mm. shucks mysterio head first into a trailer
1: yeah yeah i know it's uh it felt that felt especially that felt surprisingly real Mm -hmm. um and that's such a great little touch it's one of those like you don't notice it but your brain does sort of things um that I think speaks so well to, like, why this angle was so successful early on. They they were good at um, – They were really good at understanding how things like this could read to an audience, and they capitalized on that mm-hmm. exceedingly well, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so this segment kind of fucks the rest of the show. And yeah, and that's the
1: other cool thing about it.
0: Is that because they – advertised at the beginning of the show two championship matches eddie guerrero versus Rey mysterio for the cruiserweight championship and the giant versus arn anderson for the wcw championship yeah. and we'll get to what they replace those with later
1: yeah mysterio's <laughs> out of commission Arn's out of commission and like as grumpy as i am that i didn't get to see mysterio versus guerrero like the fact that they put their two like title matches out of commission for this um And replaced them with things that were comparatively lackluster. I almost, God, I almost feel like it was on purpose that they were. Again, play so well into this. Like, it just feels like so fucking last minute. It
0: does. It, like, I guess the three matches they put on after the shenanigans, after the incident in the parking lot, do feel like thrown together shit matches and they are yeah and on as an on a on an entertainment level eh. yeah on a on as as, looking at it from like long-term like 40 chess storytelling i can i can appreciate how that makes sense
1: like i don't have enough like something about like just falling on my knees and and sucking wcw's dick over this like feels like i feel like if i i feel like if i get too hyperbolic with this we will we'll get people that are like that are like uh you know you don't need to salivate this hard over it but like god think about it. nothing like this had ever been done before and nothing like this has ever been done since and the amount of thought that went into like all the little touches that made it feel as viscerally exciting as it as it did like god you have to give it up for a lot of fucking creativity here mm-hmm
0: it's very, it was a very cool concepted idea and, and it was very ballsy when, when you are blatantly in the middle of this ratings war with raw
1: God, the, I know this is
0: what you make the, this is what you've structured an entire episode around.
1: Well, the thing, the thing is too, like I was wondering, like, you know, for doing shows at Disney world, it feels like if you're doing shows at Disney world, they have to re like even if even if they're televised having like important storyline things happen at disney world feels like it should be like not a thing that happens it feels like disney world matches just be like house shows only because like that's what someone who's
0: as someone who's who's watched all four of these episodes they kind of do like
1: well that's what i'm saying well that's kind of what i was thinking too like i had the thought at the beginning like if you're doing it at a theme park it feels like something about doing it like the 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 artificiality of theme parks makes it feel like you have to do it like how show style just I, I don't even know like there's no reason other than like it just cos- cosmically feels like that's how it, it the world should be
0: yeah um, like like they don't really advance a lot like yeah. our, our front half was very barren and then this is even worse is even worse in that regard yeah
1: and and that's what i was thinking of like of like this does kind of end up being a like it ends up being a stealth house show, which is, mm-hmm. in some ways, even more brilliant. Like they had their cake and and ate it too. Of like, mm-hmm. the audience gets a the the like live audience gets an admittedly very lackluster house show, um, and the at home audience gets this fucking mind blowing advancement to the NWO storyline that's like so good in retrospect that I'm geeking out super hard over an episode of wrestling that is barely any fucking wrestling in it
0: yeah and speaking of of uh stuff that only existed for the home audience is actually pretty significant and it's kind of wild to me that both of these both the lawn dart incident and this happened on the same show yeah. we got the very first paid advertisement from the New oh, World Order, oh my and, god, which featured the debut of their theme song, forever.
1: <laughs> Damn, why, why do wrestling themes have to get so repetitive? Oh, I hate it.
0: But and and obviously, they they. Uh, want to talk about putting thought into the bit? Is that. They they created an in universe reason why they, the NWO get to do promos is they're literally paying for ad space. Yeah on, on, on nitro.
1: It's so funny.
0: And they will explain where they're getting that money, by the way.
1: Oh, oh Not, yes.
0: not gonna not gonna say any more than that, but they're even gonna go that far. Oh, God. Um so we get this promo and two things. There's things to note, visually speaking, black and white, cool. Second of all, it feels very late '90s edgy, like editing style.
1: Oh, absolutely! Oh my God! <laughs> so many—they're so doing nowadays. so many cuts.
0: They're doing so many effects.
1: <laughs> oh my God! I know it's so stupid. And I can't even
0: describe just... it. You kind of just need to watch it and and and, see and, and, what and the
1: acting is the same way too. Like it's it's like they're all acting so cool. They're it's all acting like three
0: different ways, which is. Uh, nash kevin nash plays it relatively seriously like he's just kind of straightforward he says his lines yeah and he's trying to sound intimidating and so yeah. i don't even remember any of them then you get scott hall who's like fading in and out of doing his 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 um scarface voice
1: and was then that, you was, get... was that was that a part of the copyright problem was doing the voice
0: Yes, because this because the voice makes it clear what he's doing that he's doing a Razor Ramon ripoff. It's not he can't argue that he's not doing Razor Ramon when he's also taught doing fake
1: Cuban. So instead he's like slipping into something vaguely Canadian. Eh okay.
0: but and then you get fucking Hogan. Oh who, we talked last time how it felt like Hogan was trying to restrain himself to be more heelish. Mm. By now he's figured out what if I just act more obnoxious than usual? It's oh, it this is what Ho- this is what Hollywood Hulk Hogan sounds like for the rest of time.
1: I, I don't know what to make of this. Okay. Because on one hand, it like kind of works that he's going so over the top and it almost feels like it's him just like leaning in and being purposefully obnoxious. And, like, it works for, like, Hollywood Hulk and him being, like, a heel and, you know, just not giving a shit anymore. But on the other hand, it feels like he's trying to be legitimately, like, intimidating and scary. And this is all he knows how to do. Yeah, and, and it's just, like, it's just the Hulk Hogan bit except more annoying. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it sounds like he's literally just trying to do, like, I'm wee hee hee, I'm evil, yeah pretty
0: pretty famously the story goes that like they do the shoots for these things and hall and nash would keep having to tell hogan to tone it down because he's they're like dude you're ruining the vibe because you don't know how to do anything but be hulk hogan (laughs) in these things like it almost tone it down a little bit
1: it almost feels like hulk hogan's doing like an accidental randy savage impression Mm -hmm. like just 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 with how intense he's going and like using his yeah. hands and shit.
0: Oh yeah, okay. He does the he does the thing that hot yeah. Scott Hall does. The but um the lines like this this promo is kind of insane because they hit they try to hit everything at once. Yeah, they try to hit their like motivations as a group, shitting on the babyface team, and that because they have the match at Hogwild.
1: B- Gotta call up yeah. billionaire Ted.
0: Oh yeah, uh, Billy, uh, uh, one of my f- my favorite Hogan lines here. It's just so su- because of how stupid it was. He goes, "Billionaire Ted with the billionaires' horses and the billionaires' men Amen. will never be able to put WCW back together again."
1: Oh, my fa- my favorite Hogan moment in this because this was the one where I truly had no goddamn idea whether or not he was playing like he was playing his his shtick unironically. Was him being like oh i almost forgot i have a match (laughs) with the giant oh Oh, i almost forgot that guys and i legitimately cannot tell if that's him being like taunt, like like him being like ironically taunting and just like hey look at how obnoxious i am haha or Mm -hmm. him trying to actually be like the Play Hollywood Hulk like he's like you know matched with the giant NBD, and again it just comes across as fucking incompetent at being evil because it's all. I can't tell. I have no it's idea cool. like how it's, deep this goes. It's
0: also nuts. And uh, I, my favorite moment that wasn't Hogan bait related was when Hall tries to like connect the New World Order together, as if as if it needs to be explained what that mean why you use that terminology even though like it's, it's kind of like a relatively well-known, like conspiracy theory terminology, the concept of the new world order. Yeah. But he still feels like he has to explain why they're called that. And he tries to tie it back and it doesn't work. No. <laughs> He's like, we're all, we're, it's perfect. We're called the new world order. Cause we're new. new. We're trying to take over the world championship wrestling. And when we're given out all the orders, <laughs> It's like you tried and you failed
1: okay so so you have some backstage like lingo on this from like you know people telling stories about it and shit yes
0: um not really beyond the part where they were like telling hogan to calm the fuck down
1: (laughs) okay because here's what i'm wondering too is like this promo is so fucking disorganized it's the same it's basically the same issue i have with like not being sure what angle hulk hogan is meaning to go with this but on a broader level like this promo is so disorganized and so chaotic and like i have to wonder if it was just like ineptitude on their parts or again if it's them just being like we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want because we're just clowning on people oh oh, uh, oh they we were they
0: oh it's it's well it, oh that part uh it is known that basically they were riffing the whole time and then they were just gonna edit together something later
1: that's fair that's fair so like that, yeah, okay, okay that that, that reads Then They weren't trying to put together something that was, like, legitimately well-structured.
0: No, it was all, okay. it was, they, they were trying to do this off the cuff, and it feels very disjointed. It feels like that, it feels like, just it feels like around. I,
1: I don't want to give, I don't want to give in to the most normie meme possible here and say it feels like the Joker, but it feels like the Joker, like, just just like you know they're they're just we live in a society posting the entire time just we
0: live in a society dude brother
1: um it it feels you know it feels like they're joker posting the whole time just because they can't like they bought the ad space and they're just like we're just gonna waste everybody's time because why the (laughs) fuck not like we're just having fun fucking with people here
0: yeah uh it's I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's fun. I don't know if I would uh, – I don't know how I feel about it. It's a lot of conflicting thoughts because it's, it's, there's a lot of fun stuff here. But, yeah, it's very disjointed well, to listen I to. Think,
1: I think for this episode it's effective because it feeds into, like, this idea of WCW losing control of their own show. That's true. That's true. That's true. Like, that's literally, that, like they, that disrupt the show,
0: they disrupt the show so hard and then they literally bought ad space on your show too. So yeah,
1: because that's what they're leaning into here is, like, Eric Bischoff losing control. Um, they even have they even have fucking Bobby Heenan walk out on him at one point. Yeah, because like-
0: because because they the, the 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 bit in the parking lot bleeds into the second hour transition, mm-hmm. and so Eric and Bobby are out there to like do ostensibly replace Larry and Tony. Yeah. And Bobby's like, listen, listen, you know what, Eric? Listen, I I had a hear a series of uh, history of neck injuries, which and, like know, a
1: wild thing for him to bring up too. Like people don't fucking acknowledge their like IRL injuries, yeah. On screen, so that was yeah, nuts. And
0: yeah, and he's like, listen, like I've had that, and you know, between I mean, what just happened out there and what happened, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, is I I am not doing commentary on this show unless you can can you can provide me security you can guarantee my safety and Bischoff is open like man i can't do that yeah. and if you want to walk out right now i don't blame you you do what you got to do and he does he then walks out and doesn't do commentary
1: yeah it's so wild i look okay i never i know i never shut the fuck up about the summer of punk but this really does feel like the spiritual predecessor to like the pipe bomb promo cuz like mm-hmm. everything the pipe bomb promo and summer of punk did was fucking built on like this foundation of we are going to break our own rules to deliver the most like mind-blowingly disruptive story we can think of um, to shake up the status quo and like get audiences insanely invested. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I see
0: those comparisons. It's
1: so like this was, this seems, this feels like, you know, the the prototype of that. And it's so, um, it's so cool to see like, in action and again the balls on eric bischoff to do all of this i can't like begin to fathom how like how ballsy a move this was be like like you're fucking going up against wwf uh sniping two of their like former stars and then just doing the wildest shit you can think of with your own show in a desperate bid to outpace like the 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 hegemonic wannabe monopolistic competition it's and so it, fucking and it insane.
0: completely works and it completely like, works that's like the thing that actually pays off it that is shit weird. Doesn't we, are, in wrestling. we are in the dead center of the of the of the 83 weeks
1: oh shit like oh the my rating,
0: the ratings for this episode, Nitro won with a three point one versus a two point one. Holy ratings, shit! They, like it was this the kind of shit was a huge success.
1: This is so fucking insane, dude! I cannot mm. like wrap my head around how good that like just how yeah. good this all is. It's it's so awesome. Like, God, fuck the fact that the rest of the episode is like garbage just the long-term storytelling here, I, I can't, it's, it's so, it's so brilliant, and, like, this is what I, this is what I mean when I talk about how, like, how wrestling can be high art, you can do so much with wrestling storytelling that you just, like, can't do in any other fucking format, and I know I've said this about this era before, but, like, this is, this, this is the prime example of it, this is, this is, like, this is masterful in it's storytelling execution. And I can't like, I, it, it, it blows my mind that they did this and it worked. And that like, f- what fucking 30, 30, 40 years later, I'm still like, I'm geeking out about it because like nothing like this has ever been done since.
0: Mm-hmm. Nah, it, it it is pretty
1: sick. It's early NWO is so sick it's so it's so fucking good again they cut away from their own show for half an hour to just show people panicking in a parking lot getting loaded onto trucks why is that so good oh (gasps) how did it work oh my god uh yeah i i i I tried to like start off being being like articulate here but i'm just geeking out at this point yeah it just it blows my mind that this this is is a thing at all yep. god damn
0: so now that we've covered the ex- two extremely iconic moments of this episode talk
1: about understanding your medium like oh okay i, I know you're trying to transition here but let, that, that's really what it is here they understood the medium they were working in and they took full advantage of every fucking little like uh every little possibility like like Every every little like hook they could grab onto they did and oh anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: Let let's go ahead and talk about the rest of this episode as yeah. probably as quickly as we can because there's garbo. not a whole lot to I say either. Anyway, it, it
1: no, it's it's not, it's a garbo episode. Um that that's that's the funny thing. It's simultaneously one of the best episodes we've watched and just one of the and just one of one to throw in the pile of like yeah. fucking whatever.
0: No wonder they had to spend thirty cut away from their own show for thirty minutes. Look at this garbage! Look,
1: look at this other garbage?
0: But it was also Garbo on purpose, which makes it cool. Uh, I don't
1: know. <laughs> well, the second
0: half was Garbo on purpose. Okay. The first yep. half was as intended. So. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, the first half. Fuck the first half. We get. We get. Uh. Uh. uh Mike get, Enos. Enos. Who's Mike Enos. Enos or Enos.
0: A- I don't know. It, it's sound. Whatever and versus Jim Duggan,
1: I can't remember his name, he's just the annoying America guy.
0: It's the same shitty match Jim Duggan always has. Where, why is made... it?
1: Why is why is Duggan a face? Why America. is America? Why, <laughs> but, but but he's so dumb. Why is Enos, what has Enos done to like be the heel? Um not be the- Murica. <laughs> but he's from Murica. And like what has what the fuck ha- has has like uh, how is Duggan getting away with taping his fist, both with the rec and with the audience?
0: Because Murica.
1: Ah!
0: Anyway, yeah, he tapes his he tapes his fist, he hits him with a tape fist, and he wins the end. <laughs>
1: It's so bad. I, it's like it's not okay. It's technically fine wrestling, but it's so fucking unremarkable. Mm-hmm. So goddamn unremarkable, dude. It's so stupid. I I just don't, I have I don't seen more
0: technically inept wrestling in my life, but that doesn't mean I'm excited to watch Jim Duggan.
1: It's boring, and I hate <laughs> Jim Duggan as a character so much. And like, the 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 the, the worst part is like again the whole ref why does he keep getting away with it? There is no, there is nothing to explain it. How do we simultaneously have like the most insane 4 D chess storytelling we've ever had in any wrestling media we've ever fucking watched ever? And a, a, a show that can't bother to explain why the fuck Jim Duncan keeps, get, keeps getting away with taping his fist for no apparent reason. Other than the ref just like randomly turns blind for about 10 seconds every time he puts tape on his fucking fist. Ah!
0: The duality of wrestling truly. I don't get it! anyway after the match we get another one of hulk hogan's friends cutting a promo about hulk hogan being a heel now um they they really made that the theme of these mgm shows Duggan and all, and old, old jimmy is in. jimmy doug is like this isn't you hulk hogan i've seen your heart and it's the same shit you it's the same shit everyone else says to be honest Jim is
1: dugging down into his soul and Belting back up some words
0: i i made fun of jim duggan because he talks about his daughter being a hulk a maniac i'm like oh hulk you're not you have a daughter and she's not and he's not even and you're not even her favorite, favorite wrestler. wrestler
1: and wasn't it during their match the announcers were really going on about like how stupid these two men were like they just kept insulting their intelligence like no they
0: I don't they I don't know if they insulted Enos but they definitely insulted Larry Zabisco. absolutely called Jim Duggan stupid he
1: just kept <laughs> calling him stupid and like I'm like base, but it's so funny he just kept being like yeah he's a meanie boy with not much upstairs and I'm like okay I didn't realize we talked about our wrestlers like this back then but sure
0: yeah I again I need to show you the match that was happened on one of WCW's minor shows where Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan was calling the match. And at one point, Tony Schiavone, like, offhandedly mentions that Jim Duggan is college educated, which he is, by the way. He is legitimately graduated from college. And Bobby yeah. Heenan spends the entire rest of the episode giggling and refusing to do commentary because at the notion of Jim Duggan having gone to college.
1: An entire episode?
0: me, the entire rest of the match. Okay. He spends the rest of the match giggling and laughing at the thought of Jim Duggan going to college.
1: <laughs> Based Bobby Heenan. Why? Why do I keep agreeing with Bobby Heenan? He's so obnoxious. But he's right because he's, he's right. the brain. He's the brain. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, anyway, so done with
0: that. Done and with then that. we got the old six, uh, the six man tag. Uh, it is, as David said, it's pretty, pretty solid match
1: overall. I mean, the, the, the fun thing is like, you know, before the match even starts, they're fucking at each other's throats. Oh yeah. Sa-
0: Randy Savage goes straight for flair. And so they all have to kind of flair break it, it up. They all have to kind of slammed into his feast started. again
1: at one point. Flair goes, in. this was the, this is a great move. Well, okay. Great storytelling wise. Not great with, um, uh, who Rick Flair is as a person, especially with some right. recent, uh, uh, Right, Listen this is this escalation. is our first
0: episode with rick Flair post Dark Side post of the Dark Ring. Post Dark Side of the
1: Ring. Oh God! Oh no! At least but I'm any- pretty.
0: At least I'm pretty sure Elizabeth consented to this. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's well. He
1: yeah. He. Well. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, out of kayfabe, Rick did not ask her beforehand. I doubt. Doubt he did. Um. But yeah, at one point, Rick like stares at Savage um and then like runs out of the ring fucking kisses elizabeth and like comes back into the ring and savage is big mad about that that is a,
0: it's a great character bit
1: it's a, it is a great character bit um just playing on that shit with with yeah savage. Yeah,
0: yeah 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 and then it's a lot of the matt flairism is there to like get flair is there to be very giving and let people kick the bat the he- baby faces kick his ass he really flair
1: uh, it feels so bad talking about talking good about flair nowadays, but like, but flair flair, like he does a great, like dual job of being like intimidating and powerful. Like he, he, he lets, he lets the faces get their licks in without ever feeling deep powered. Yeah. He,
0: um, and that's, that's probably his greatest strength as a professional wrestler mm-hmm. is his ability to thread that line, like be the, the sniveling coward. That The baby face is going to just beat the fuck out of, but then also be like the, the technical wizard, the great, the greatest wrestler on the planet who can out wrestle anybody.
1: He's a, he's a, he's a clown. He's a really good clown, mm-hmm. but he's a clown that can kick your ass. Yep. Um, is, is kind of how it is. Um, at least there's one member of each tag team. That's not a total shithead. Uh, well, right. two members of La Resistance, one member of of the Horseman.
0: Yeah, because this also is our first match with old Chris Benoit, Benoit. in it. Well, no, we have had
1: another Benoit match before.
0: I don't. I didn't think. I, th- I thought, I thought I didn't like think so. first
1: episode. I thought first episode we had a Benoit.
0: I thought we just had a promo bit with
1: him. Oh well, we had something with Benoit. I don't know.
0: Uh, but it is uh fine like it's it's very easy to see benoit's talent unfortunately yeah. I, I brought this to david up is it like obviously as obviously you for us it's a matter of whether you can separate art from artist mm-hmm. in this kind of situation and i would probably have a slightly easier time i don't know if i'd successfully do it but like it sucks that like the guy who would become a murderer his in-ring character was that he is intense and violent yeah and that is something that is frequently like commented on i mean the that thing was about his character
1: the thing about benoit is like it unlike uh the, the who he like became has overshadowed anything else about his career that like It's kind of easy in matches, like, you just kind of pretend like he doesn't exist Mm -hmm. and just kind of not notice him.
0: Yeah. And there's a whole level of, like, how much it sucks that his entire career has basically been swallowed by everything that happened at the end of his life. And, to be honest, woman's career, too.
1: Oh, God. That's a really heartbreaking
0: Nancy Benoit's career has suffered the exact same fate for the same reason.
1: Yeah, although, like, we can look at her with a sympathetic eye, and it's more just like, fuck, it's such a tragedy we lost, like, someone like this. Because she seems legitimately true. great.
0: Yep, she, yeah, it's very, you're not wrong. But anyway, but Mongo McMichael, he's here too. He's fine. I don't have any issues with him, except that he's not really a good wrestler anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he's just kind of doing whatever he's um, trying
0: he's trying real hard and that's like good for you man
1: good, good job buddy. but then
0: but then it all ends in, a, in an old double count out because everyone yeah. runs out to go be like what the fuck's happening in the sting back
1: continues to be the best part of all of this fight me um
0: hell yeah I, the man called sting i love we are, we are so close to not having that theme anymore so i'm i'm, I'm savoring it my, where i can i
1: love my face painty boy so much mm. may he may he live forever so we
0: can we're going to skip ahead 30 minutes of, of hanging out in the back <laughs> and get to post the post trailer, the post parking lot fight. Yeah. And stuff. this is where
1: the, and this is where the episode becomes intentionally Garbo.
0: Right. This they're intentionally throwing together matches. They even call them like standby matches. Yeah. Or stand in matches, Sorry. And the first one is a tag team match between high voltage. <laughs> I don't kenny chaos and robbie rage and their stick is their big steroid muscle boys in hot pink spandex the
1: end yeah when they walked out i was like heart foundation
0: nope they uh got they they have lightning effects in their theme song because they're high voltage
1: yeah um i this was sorry and who are their opponents?
0: uh the steiner brothers oh, Steiners,
1: okay yeah they're up against the steiner i will say when it comes to the high voltage boys i this one i was just kind of like man whatever you seem to be like legitimately perturbed is there something here that's like you don't particularly do not like these guys
0: no nah, they just kind
1: of suck oh okay
0: and they and i can't tell them apart
1: so <laughs> fair, dude that's they, me that's me ha- with half the wrestlers on this show still
0: yeah, but I pride myself on actually know on on like being able to know who these people are, and I couldn't tell you who's Kenny or who is Chaos and who is Rage.
1: I just get money in the bank 2011, and I fucking I like like Ms. Alex Riley. It's all the like lanky white boy wrestlers, which I say as a lanky white boy, but like God, they all just like blend together so. hard. <laughs>
0: in this era it's all the big the big white guys yeah uh but the match is whatever it's probably the best match of these three that they do and it ends when uh scott steiner's a really gnarly spot pile driver to one of kent to one of high voltage he's going he's four people have been putting an ambulance tonight and scott steiner was going for five
1: Uh yeah, Steiner, keep 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 doing it, buddy. You're you're okay. They keep
0: going. They keep winning. They're probably gonna face Harlem Heat for the tag. They're trying to. They're gonna go face Harlem Heat for the tag titles in front of a bunch of motorcycle bikers. I will say, what's cool about this
1: match? What's cool about this match and like all the subsequent matches is like the commentators are talking like you know, oh, these guys are all shaken up from like what just Mm -hmm. happened. They they talk about like a lack of focus and um. I didn't notice just because I don't have a whole lot of history with watching any of these guys, but like, I trust that they might, they were probably playing somewhat into that. Like they were told to start off kind of mm-hmm. like weak and shaken and shit.
0: Yeah. Most obvious I think is Brick Steiner. He starts, he spends the first couple minutes of the match, not even like engaged. Mm. He's not on the apron waiting to tag in or anything. He lets Scott go alone. And they yeah. play that off as he's too shaken up to even really be in, getting the ring right now. And Scott has to kind of be like, "Hey, man, get in here."
1: So even when the show kind of returns to its normal, they just aggressively do not let you forget that like something is amiss here, and everybody knows it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we get the stand-in for Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, where we get Eddie Guerrero versus Big Bubba Rogers. <laughs> yeah. That was certainly a replacement.
1: Yeah, uh, grumpy. It was dumb. It was fine, but it's dumb. Uh, but again, they get a they get a cool thing out of like, oh, Guerrero's shaking up too. He was preparing to. To fight Rey Mysterio, and now he's got a big lumbering opponent instead, and like that puts you in the wrong headspace. And he's already shaken up, yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, probably most interesting to me is the is the fact that Big Bubba doesn't really seem shaken up about it. It's like that's kind of neat. <laughs> neat <laughs> oh, little care, neat little character beat that like some of these guys don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, some guys are just like I'm here to work. Whatever.
0: Whatever power getting lot of salts i wasn't there so it's not my problem
1: yeah that does that does scan for some of these guys so like mm. you know kudos um, yeah
0: so eddie wins because he they still need him to be a top guy they still would like him to fight a ray mysterio for the title so
1: again house show vibes
0: <laughs> yeah house show vibes uh and then our main event which again is replacing the giant versus Arn Anderson is the giant versus our favorite boy who needs 12 to 15 minutes to, <laughs> to warm up <laughs> greg the hammer valentine
1: oh man uh it was funny too because like well like right before that match started austin like you know waved his cursor a little bit and i saw like the 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 you know the scrubber or the the, the timer on on the episode and like there were about 12 minutes left when Austin did that. And then Austin reminded me of the 12 to fifty minutes leave. I'm like, shit, he has less than 12 minutes left. Oh no, boys, he's not going to
0: make it. He's not, he's not going to pull this one out.
1: No. And, and now he lasts like two minutes before didn't. the Giants. Dude, it him. was effective. It was effectively a squash, which was cool because like the, 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 the other brilliant, the, the brilliant thing about this match, God, it's so, how does the match simultaneously bad, but good. Um, was like it's such a squash and giant fucks him up real good um and what's wild what i kind of noticed about him is like because you know giant of course goes directly into promo about how he's gonna fight hulk and yada yada um Mm -hmm. but it serves to like keep powering him up amidst all of this um like you have this great triple threat of like um you know everybody's uh everybody's shaken up so we're not sure like what's going on um uh the match had to be like changed up so in there and giant is so pissed about the is, is so fucking like roided out ready to fight hogan that he, he just, just destroys he valentine just destroys, and it, and it ups his power level which builds hype for his fight with Hogan. So that's pretty dope Yeah,
0: cuz we are we're two weeks out, so it's time to rock and roll. It's so
1: stupid, but it's so smart. Yep. This is wrestling. Welcome welcome.
0: Yeah. And then the aftermatch promo is a whole lot of the same stuff. Only two things that I really remembered is that, oh. is that um giant starts the promo doing a hulk hogan impression yeah and i was like i thought that was funny and then gene kind of gene oakland kind of ruined it by being like now hey wait a minute that's you're you're parodying hulk hogan and i'm like thanks mean gene i didn't yeah. get that <laughs> really and then at the end and then the end it ends with jimmy hart getting the last couple of words and he manages to not he manages to just start ranting about how he's lied so much in his career. He actually started believing his own lies. Oh and then he ends as if he remembers what he's supposed to be talking about here. He's yeah, like, it got really and weird. Like, right, and I and the giant's are gonna beat Hulk Hogan. Okay, bye. Jimmy
1: Hart just kind of like got the most honest he's ever been in his career and just like was just bared his soul for a hot second. It's like it's it's like, are are you okay, buddy? He's there's like, oh, 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 oh,
0: right. Oh, yeah. Uh, promo about Does uh, this go um, anywhere? That. N- that no, of course not.
1: God, Jimmy Hart, the ultimate fucking troll of wrestling. I hate him so much. Um yeah. <laughs> like it's he's effective, but he's so fucking annoying. <laughs> um, I know that's his character, but still. Um, uh, but but I mean, there's the great bit where he's like, where you know, Gene points out that Hulk had you know, or that, that giant was doing a Hulk compression. He's like, and he's like, um, I know. I just want to show how easy it was to do the sort of thing. Hulk does for years. He's been doing this. He's conned you America.
0: Um, I, I forgot when he said that Hulk Hogan conned America.
1: Okay. You got a good little giggle fit out of there. Is there any particular reason or you just find it like silly? I just
0: think it's a very funny line.
1: Okay. See, I was super into it. Cause it's like, yes. Yes. This is like Bobby Heat in the back going, why were you booing me? I was right. Um, like, it's just validation for everything, like, anyone ever thought about, everything bad uh, someone ever thought about Hulk Hogan in the back of their mind. Like, the giant they, they...
0: added yet another dig at Hulk Hogan having, doing, having a movie career.
1: Yeah, of, of, of course, as you do. Um, but I did appreciate it. It was a great little moment where he's like, it's so easy to do what Hulk does. Why did you idiots fall for this for so long? And I'm like, that's what I'm saying.
0: That's a pretty, um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool bit there. For I felt, I
1: felt seen. Thank you, Giant. Um, and the episode wraps up, and and uh, Gabagu
0: They do a third re. This is the third replay they've shown. In the oh yeah, bro. And they freeze frame on Rey Mysterio making contact with the <laughs> with the trailer, <laughs> and that's how they end the episode.
1: <laughs> Such a great freeze frame. I stand.
0: Yep. And so that is our episode of Nitro. It's, uh, it's again, uh, you know, outside of about 40, 35 minutes, uh, it is total
1: ass. But, like, good total ass.
0: But then, don't, the NWO is here to be the only good part of this show.
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's ass, but just, it's also so intelligent. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this, the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts here. um, But because like the, the overarching story and theme they have going on is so well done that it just like, it, I don't even know if half the shit I was praising here was intentional, dude, but it feel, it sure as hell feels like it was. That's how good the like overarching NWO stuff is. Oh my God. I'm, I'm all in on the NWO train. I know it gets dumb at a point, but I I want to ride its good shit for as long as I possibly fucking can. Hmm, and this this just felt this felt like the primest example of just how balls to the wall they were willing to go for NWO, hmm. even more than Hulk being the third man. This is because like Hulk being the third man, like yeah, that was super dope and like super nuts, but it's also something that like can happen in the world of wrestling on a somewhat regular basis. Like you know. People have heel turns, and sometimes it's the last one you'd expect, and sometimes the big star doing something heinous, but it happens. But this is like, they remove themselves. They put themselves into the fucking real world. They're blurring those lines. Um, and even if you know with complete certainty that all of this is staged, intellectually understanding that like what they're doing here is so like mind-bogglingly good.
0: Mm-hmm. And that is a wrap on this episode and so our next episode episode uh our first episode in october uh well the we that we will film in october this is going to drop in october so i figured that what would be a good idea to do would be an episode of raw that happened on halloween uh so October 31st, 2011. We're back, baby, in 2011. Ah! Uh, That episode, but the thing is, David, that episode, that wasn't just an episode of Raw that aired on Halloween. It was also the episode where they had a little bit of an invasion from the Muppets. Ah! Ah! Next week, we are doing the Muppets episode of Monday Night Raw. Is it, October 31st?
1: Is it David's birthday? What did I do to deserve this gift from my generous co-host?
0: Oh, you know you, you you deserve to be excited about a surprise I throw at you for once on the show.
1: <gasps> Yay, I got a good surprise on noobs and knockouts. Yay! <laughs> oh that's so cool. I'm so mm-hmm. excited.
0: But that is for next time. So, David, you can go ahead and hit our plugs.
1: Oh, yes, sir. All righty, my friends, my dear, dear friends. Thank you so much for joining us once again on another episode of the, of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so happy to have all of you here uh, uh, listening to us, watching us, what have you. Um, for all of those who are returning listeners, watchers, what have you, Thank you so much for wel- for once again welcoming us back into your your eyeballs, your eardrums, uh, whatever else you use to consume content. Um, we're, we we are so delighted that you spend this time with us, and hope you keep coming back for more and more and more. Uh, if you are a brand new to our uh, podcast, an outsider, if you will, aha. Uh, uh, welcome welcome to the show we are so happy that you decided to join us we here the noobs and knockouts podcast like to think that we cater to both noobs and knockouts alike so whether you're a long-time wrestling fan or someone who's just brand new to the sport the hobby the whatever uh we hope you feel welcome here we certainly we certainly welcome you with open arms and hope you're having a great time uh if you have been having a great time and you would like to keep having a great time with us and you're not entirely sure how to do so not to worry my friends i have you covered first of all you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Ring that bell. Make sure it turns a nice, solid color so you get notified every single time we drop a new episode, which is usually once a week. Uh, add us to your playlist. Like us. Comment on us. Check out our playlist. All of our, uh, uh, on YouTube, all of our arcs that we follow are organized in their own separate playlist. Austin is kind enough to, uh, to do that for us. It's really great. So if there's a specific uh, storyline you're interested in checking out, uh, uh, kind of like in a, in a, in a burst rather than like the little sample pattern we usually do check out our playlists. They're all there organized. So if you want to see some of punk or NWO or our Lucha stuff, whatever, uh, it's all there organized for you. We are also on the audio only versions for those of you who just like using your, uh, your, earlobes to, to join us. Um, uh, thank, uh, we, we are on three of the best places to find your podcast and that would be Spotify, Apple, and Google check us out on all three of those platforms give us ratings give us downloads all that you know delicious uh uh, uh, uh interaction engagement dear lord um uh you know listening to episodes too that helps uh that you know let's let's these platforms know hey these guys are pretty cool maybe more people should check them out i don't know i'm just saying we just like we just like getting that engagement that feedback what have you um we are also on social media uh there are three kind of main places you can find us first of all is twitter for those watching i'm pointing down below i always get this mixed up backwards uh Mm -hmm. you can follow us on twitter at noobs and nox pod that's noobs the letter n nox pod on twitter we post every single time we drop new episodes we we engage with the broader wrestling fandom on a whole we drop some spicy memes we drop some great insights all that good stuff of course the main attraction of our twitter is austin live tweeting his wrestling watching my friend what is on the docket coming up
0: yep so As per usual, every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on TNT is AEW Dynamite, Dynamite. the show that I most consistently watch live. So we're going to live tweet it every single week. Mm. In addition, uh, regularly uh, live tweeting WWE, AEW, or Impact Wrestling pay-per-view shows. uh, Upcoming for wwe is crown jewel a show i will not be watching for sure because that is part of wwe's saudi arabia shows wwe signed an entire 10-year contract to do with the saudi arabian government to put (laughs) on shows for them and until until that time saudi arabia went and murdered journalists out in public They also did Saudi propaganda. Now they still go to Saudi Arabia to the tune of millions of dollars a year. Uh, But then they just kind of conveniently not talk about the fact that they're in Saudi Arabia. But they still were were designed to be Saudi Arabian propaganda shows. So I won't be watching. Oof.
1: Oof size large. Can I get an F in chat? That's going to be a yikes for me. vlog
0: indeed so the next pay-per-view for impact wrestling is bound for glory which is october 23rd it is one of their biggest shows of the year it's going to be a great time and then of course aew full gear their next pay-per-view is november 13th and both impact and aew are available on through traditional pay-per-view means as well as on fight TV. Mm. In in terms of you are one of those people like me who doesn't have cable. So gotta buy pay-per-views online.
1: Mood, that's gonna be me too. I now do not have cable now that I exist in a new living. Yeah. Yeah who needs cable
0: cord cutters for life.
1: Cord cutters for life instead pay for millions of subscriptions. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, be sure to check all that out. Austin's live tweeting is awesome. It's a great time. He's great company to have uh, while watching wrestling. I know personally, I highly recommend. Uh so be sure to be sure to follow along with him if you're interested. Uh, we also have an email address. You can find us uh at uh, at our Gmail account, uh noobs and at gmail.com. That's noobs the word and this time. Knockouts at gmail.com. Email us, say hello, tell us what you think of the show, tell us what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of, any uh suggestions. For, uh for for arcs for storylines for for singular episodes anything the anything that you want to see hear, whatever on this show we are more than happy to hear your suggestions and more than happy to uh to uh to hear them out take them into consideration uh and also just you know drop in say hi tell us how much you like our wonderful beautiful sexy voices that come to you every single week because they are beautiful and sexy indeed uh we just love it when people say hi we love saying hi back so be sure to come uh come drop us a a mail an an email uh internet mail uh, if you will at uh noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com and finally you can find us on patreon we are also the noobs and knockouts podcast on patreon one dollar a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode see y'all next time hasta luego